0: The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owner, staff, or management of this radio station.
1: Let's go, girls. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way.
2: This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and from coast to coast, we've got you covered with everything you need to know about money, sex, beauty, and love, and Linda, I'm going to blow your socks off this week.
3: Okay, I'm ready.
2: I actually watched the YouTube video of Reese Witherspoon getting deposited in Atlanta, Georgia, in the police station after her husband was arrested, um, and she was like all natty. She still looks beautiful, but she was... It was pop culture. I was on it. I was watching it, and I wanted you to be proud of me.
3: <laughs> proud of you for watching that? Okay, I have to admit, I did not see it. I heard about it. I saw it online, but I but I didn't bother to watch the video.
2: Oh, there, by the grace of God, goes something I have seen that you have watched.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, after a while, those things get just so, um, so tired, because, like, who really cares, you know? But the media is on it, like... You know, one on on ham, so it's like crazy.
2: It is, it is. But you know, part of my powered up for this week was that I was going to try to get more involved in things. And I, you know, I had a lunch date this week, and the um, guy that I went to lunch with that I've known for 16 years, longtime friends, said to me, "He's like, Sam, you got to get out more."
3: Well, <laughs> you know, well, <laughs> you know that's, that is, that's true. It is true. He's right about that. I mean, there's so much going on. I mean, you know, you're in L.A., I'm in New York. There's so much going on. It's so much easier to stay home than not to make the effort to go out And because there's a million events every night. I'm sure there is in L.A. because there sure is in New York. And after a while, you get tired, and it's just – so nice, especially um, in the winter here, uh, just to have dinner, uh, put on your jammies, and curl up in bed with a nice cup of coffee and watch television <laughs> or read Oh, a book. my God. It's
2: like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. You have become me, and I have become you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: I, no. I fixed my hair. I used my lip plumper. You know, and I brought it in my purse with me and plumped right before the um, Cynthia Rowland product uh, yes, so that I yes. would have nice, useless lips, and um, I have not bruised them. Um, and I really do think that it's a really great device. I will tell you that, you know, the second weekend of playing with this thing, it is really fun.
3: Terrific. No, it does work. You just have to be careful not to pump too much at the beginning. It's, it's like a gradual process. Uh, and then, you know, once your, I guess, (laughs) once your lips get used to it, then, then it's fine.
2: Yeah, well, I'm going to be the Hindenburg of beautiful lips.
3: Well, you are. I mean, and you're, and you're also going to be doing the uh, facial magic. So um, I will be happy to see in nine, uh, nine weeks when we have Cynthia back. Um, you know, you can post your pictures on, on, on Facebook and we will be able to see the difference.
2: That's right. That's right. I mean, I really, I can feel the difference this week. I mean, I know I've only been doing it a week, but I could feel some muscle fatigue in my face. I could feel, and it just feels better. I feel like I'm doing something to defy gravity, you know, to Turn back time in a way that's healthy and natural, and it's kind of fun, and I've been doing it in the bathtub at night before I go to bed because okay. I'm tired, and there's just no other place for me to have that privacy.
3: Well, terrific. Well, you know, I went to my hormone doctor today, and I go once a year just to have all my hormone levels checked. And to hear what you know the latest and greatest is in the world of anti aging, so he does all of these biomarker tests that other doctors don't do, like how hard your arteries are getting because you know that's a, you want to keep them sort of soft and supple as you get older, and um skin retention how how you know your all of these little tests that sort of um tell you how you're aging from the inside out Oh. No. and um I was happy, he, you know, he, he said, I think you're my poster child because he said, you have got the body inside going of a 45 year old. I said, oh well, that makes me very happy. He said, yeah, you know, wow. you're doing a great job. And, and, um, maybe I am his poster child because people always stop and ask, you know, what are you doing? And like I always tell you on air, um, it's not one thing. It's like, It's a puzzle, and, you know, all of the pieces have to be in the puzzle for it to work. And, uh, you know, the exercise and the eating. And for me, it's the bioidentical hormones and uh, all of that. All of the stuff that I do um, ends up really working. I mean, you know, the vitamins that I take, everything. Oh, you you are
2: sexy from the inside out. You have the sexiest arteries of anyone I've ever seen.
3: They're clean. They're clean. I actually had a carotid artery test this week too. They're clean. They're clean. I told you April is my go to the uh, doctor's month, so I've sort of covered all the bases. I think this is my final uh, doctor, and hopefully, I'm good now till next year. But you know, it 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 is um, you know it is discipline because you really have to you know keep on. But the benefits so outweigh um, any of the time or money's involved in it and it's not that much money it's just you know be, belonging to the gym and then doing the bioidentical hormones and all of that you know it it just for me it works it works
2: well and it makes a big difference you know i um i have uh been, you know, really making a change in my life since I turned 40, you know, changing my dietary habits, changing my workout habits, you know, changing how I take care of my body. And I have to tell you, like when I was out to lunch and we're sitting in this busy restaurant, you know, with lots and lots of people, where a couple years ago I would have felt run down and kind of like, oh, I'm older than all the people here, you know, and like get my cane out at 40. You know, I was drunk. I had this beautiful dress on and my hair looked good and my nails were done. I had just gotten a tan, you know, a spray-on tan. Um, and it's, uh, it's really important because beauty comes from the inside out. I mean, I don't know how much I've changed from the outside in. You know, I look at pictures and I go, eh, I kind of look the same, but the difference is I feel different.
3: Yeah, well, you know, that, that certainly is um, a big part of it. And when you feel different, uh, and you, then you want to take care of yourself because you want to maintain that. Absolutely, you know, Absolutely. and uh, and that's you know it all works together. You can you know we're one we're a body we're an emotional body and a spiritual body and a physical body. We we can't separate those things. You know they all come into the, into the same body. So we have you know we have to honor all of it. You oh, know. I
2: love that you said that because you know I read this thing online this week. I was all over it, Linda. I'm like oh, I'm gonna have lots talk about because I'm getting out in the world and I'm reading things on the internet. Um, but uh, I read this thing about, and I don't remember if it was church or temple um, or a mosque, who cares? I mean, they were just talking about people of faith. And if you go to Must have been to temple or church each week, but they said if you go to some religious worship every week, whether it's spiritual, could be a meditation class, could be anything, you're happier and you live longer. And I was like, how hard is that? You know, to go, show a little gratitude, pray a little bit, meditate a little bit, maybe sing. I mean, I can see how that just makes you feel better.
3: No, absolutely. And you know, uh, you were talking about how you feel um, pretty dove. Just did is in the middle of a new campaign now, and they did a very, very interesting thing. Is they um, they got some women and they asked them, you know, what they thought they looked like. How beautiful are you? And then upon the description, they had an artist there drawing what the woman was saying about her, you know, about her face. Oh, that's right. Those are on YouTube. The I course. know. I, I wrote a blog about it. I just love it. And then, um, so he just, you know, she gave a description of what she thought she looked like, and he drew it. And then they got in a complete stranger just to look at her, and they, and then they, the guy did a sketch upon what the uh, other person said that she looked like. And they were completely different, showing that stranger, you know, someone that doesn't know you, that isn't inside your body or in your head, telling you how not perfect you are, how pretty it was. It was just like a very startling difference. So I think it was a wake-up call uh, for women to start thinking more about how pretty they are about their instead of knocking down their self-image to build it up because uh, that's what other people are seeing.
2: Absolutely. You know, Sabrina, um, our show producer today, was the one who showed me those commercials last week. I hadn't seen them. And she's like, you know, what do you think of these? And I'm like, I think they're fantastic. Because, you know, Linda, when I was out um, for that luncheon on Monday, you know, I had a new dress on. I had, you know, really beautifully done up myself, you know, best I could be, and, you know, I turn some heads, and people smile at me, you know, so you know you're looking good, and nobody noticed that the little baby paunch, you know, I have, since having two kids, I have that little, little warm puppy that sits in my lap when I sit down. Nobody noticed that, but I will tell you, that is one of my biggest hang-ups, that little just jelly roll that sits there and it bugs me and you know we have a guest today lou Paget, who is a sex expert and she's written you know i don't know five or six books she's an internationally best-selling author when you are conscious of that one little body part it really oh. does impede your enjoyment in the bedroom
3: it, it absolutely does, and so many women are so concerned what they look like naked that they're not—they—they—they—they they, they, they lose the whole essence of the sexual experience because they're so worried about what's he thinking about me? What's he thinking about me? And I'll tell you, every, any red-blooded guy is is happier to have a warm, loving woman in the bed with him. He is—he he is not sitting there dissecting her breasts and her boobs and her tush and her cellulite. He's just happy she's there. So she's but we there don't there seem to get it it that is. message. <laughs>
2: No, no, we don't. I think we have to take from Shiva, you know, it's like where we cover the mirrors, you know, it's like unless you want to watch yourself in the bedroom, I think before intimacy, you should like shroud all the mirrors, yeah,
3: you know, and that, so you can just walk in and be beautiful. And that was one of the big thing. Uh, the one of the biggest problem with, with divorced women going back on the dating scene is they were afraid to unveil their bodies in front of anybody because they were embarrassed. So it's, it, this is going to be a great show today.
2: It is. It is. We've got Lou Padgett coming back from the break. After the break, we're going to talk about sex and intimacy, the bedroom, dating after 40, all those great things. So you're not going to want to miss it. My name is Sandra Beck. I'm here with Linda Franklin, and this is Powered Up Talk Radio. And we'll catch you right after the break. I can't wait, Linda. Can you?
3: No, I'm excited.
1: We've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages.
4: Get ready to have some fun with some brand new insights from science. Join us for the radio show of scientist Oe Nandi. Born of Indian and Swiss parents, this linguist and biologist authored the book, Human Language Evolution, and will tell you the story of human history, why it began in Africa, and why there arose blonde people, how America was populated, and we'll be answering some much more similar thrilling questions. Scientist Owe Nandi is here to simplify the complex and to give us insight into our history And maybe even share one of his poems from one of two publications. Join us every Wednesday at 12 noon Central on Toginet Radio for an insightful show with host, scientist, and poet, Owe Nandi. Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com.
1: We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more powered up with Beck and Franklin.
2: Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and this is Powered Up Talk Radio. And our guest today is Lou Paget, and she is a best-selling sex author. She is also one of my longtime and most dearest. We've had lots of adventures together. And I got to tell you, if you're going to go out in the dating scene at 40 after a long term marriage and two kids, she's the one you want to be having coffee with across the table. Lou, welcome to the show. Thank you, my dear.
3: <laughs>
0: welcome. welcome.
3: That is we're
0: having a good time already. <laughs> I, I hear that. And, you know, when we talk about that Dove campaign, you know, the forensic artist drafting those women and their own self-perception, it really is something that as mothers and as other women, we be, it, it is incumbent upon us that we let other women know that there's something special about them on a daily basis. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a thing about being grateful for what we have. There's also the thing about, whether you call it carrying it forward or giving it, people don't see themselves the way we do, which is what that Dove ad was about. Oh, absolutely.
3: I mean, just to, to see those pictures, those sketches, just to mm-hmm. see how, she, how the woman thought of herself versus how a stranger thought about her. I mean, it was like night and day, and it was it, it's eye-opening,
0: but unfortunately, so true. Well, and here's the thing. Let's make it fortunately be that we have the awareness now. Yes. And each one of us will make a point, as will all the listeners, of doing one nice thing a day for another woman. That's not no. tough. That's, That's not tough, I is like it?
3: No, just a compliment. Hey, I like your dress. I like your hair. Hey, your skin looks great today. I mean, that goes a long way.
0: It's huge. I mean, it can be something as simple as, oh, baby, I have shoe envy. Um, (laughs) Whatever it may be. And the reason I use that is a girlfriend of mine who's a top physician never thought of herself as exercising her chick gene until she was in New York with myself and my twin sister, and Dee, Dee steered her into a store to buy some shoes, and she said, I have never spent this amount on a pair of shoes. And Didi Dee Dee smiled very sweetly and said, well, you have now. And she thought, oh, I'll never wear these things because she's a physician, until she went to a conference in an elevator with all of her peers who were equally high-level female medical execs. And this one woman looked at her feet and went, oh, my God, shoe envy. At that moment, <laughs> she got it. <laughs> Made her feel like a million bucks. And she was like, now I get it. (laughs) So, San, what are we going to talk about here, my dear?
2: Well, I would like to start out with talking about, since you're in front of men all the time, you're in front of men and women and couples of all ages, all races, Mm -hmm. um, and then also same-sex couples, um, I want to talk a little bit about how body image affects things in the bedroom. And this came up because, you know, when you have a couple of kids, when you're in your forties and, you know, you work full time like I do, it's really hard to get to the gym all the time and your body's not the way you want it. And I've dated, you know, people from 25 to 55, I think is the oldest I've dated. And I've never, like, I don't get all hung up about their body shape or, you know, whether they have flab or their skin is old or young, but when it comes to me, it's a whole different animal and I know there's lots of women out there like me because I, I see them on the internet, I see them writing to me can you talk to us a little bit about, and Lyndon, i I love your take on this too, when you do, you know, bear all in front of the person you're with what does go through a man's mind?
0: Um, let's, do, let's put it into a couple of different categories here if you are and have been ongoingly single, then you've had a different, you know, um, I've got to keep marketing myself with my body attitude. Whereas if you happen in a long-term relationship, there does tend to be a little more of the forgiveness about what your body is like until, you you know, go back out into the world and you go, I really, you know, I, I, I want to have myself look like I did when I was 20. Well, chances of that happening are probably slim to nil. What you can do is do the best thing that you can. You know, it's mm-hmm. called, first off, you've got to have decent lingerie. Please, if the unwrapping of the package is occurring, you've got to have good lingerie. You've got to do, my pot, my, my you, you know, hot, no, pinkies. <laughs> it's hot pinkies as long as it's a hot pinky. something else. <laughs> but here's what will go through a man's mind is that, and again, we're talking about well-adjusted, nice guys. Here is someone, you are sharing him, you know, you're sharing your body with him. He's also sharing his with you. So do not overlook the fact that both partners, and I don't care if you're straight, gay, or bi, there is the, both partners are kind of like, oh, are they going to like what they first see? And the way to have things work best for you is if, you know, like if there's, you know, the mummy tummy then what you do is you wear something that is kind of like the last thing that gets taken off when the lights are behind you.
3: And you're lying down.
0: Could be. You know, <laughs> could be that. Or it could That's be like something. Shoppers. Yeah. But by the time a man is in bed with a partner, he's not thinking necessarily about, you know, the cellulite or, you know, the size of this or something else. He's there to share with you now. Backstepping stepping one brief moment, if you do happen to be with someone who that is the only reason that they are there with you, well, then chances are you probably don't want to share very much with them. Perhaps it's time to, you know, put the camisole back on and start playing checkers. Because, <laughs> you know, and come up with something. Here's what women have to understand. They are actually in the driver's seat. And really? I know so many women give sex away as if it is just a simple commodity, and if they don't do it, they're not going to be liked. I literally, I, I, I want to yell from the rooftops, you are too special to be doing that without thinking. Do not have sex as a non-thinking thing. Please. You are too, too special. And I don't care. Look, Sam, you and I have been through all the conversations about what happened in our previous relationships. I yes. got told... You know, as many nasty things as anyone could possibly have delivered to them. (laughs) You know, I was told there isn't anything feminine about me. I was told there's nothing sexy about me. I was told living with me is like living with a male jock. I was told, you know, there's, there's just nothing about you that has any appeal. Now, here's the thing. That was intended to erode my self-esteem. So if you can, like, look outside of why things were happening, you know, did they hurt at the time? Uh, Hello, thank you very much. But what I realized, and I don't know how I got to this point, but I realized just as everything was coming to its final, you know, crashing end, that this wasn't about me. This was about him. And if someone says these things to you, and San, you and I both heard what people will say, they are intended to erode self-esteem. But if you start looking at it more from an outside perspective of that's why they're doing it, you can put things into place more easily that it isn't you.
3: No, it's them because their They're own self-esteem is, is so low that the only way they can get that is try to tear you down to their level.
0: And, and that's what you have to understand is you are so powerful that they have to do that to you to make themselves feel better. They move the target. It's not about them. It's about you, and you're kind of like the deflected shrapnel. So when you're ending something, that's what often happens is you come out of something not feeling great. So you need to find a way to make you feel great. And that can be something as hilarious. And, Linda, you were talking about this before, of having the, you know, the, and, Sam, you mentioned about, you know, the the faith and the whether it's meditating. And bottom line about that, that's about going on the inside and having that, whether you call it a column of light, whether you call it your own mind-body-spirit balancing. But I'll tell you, if you do this one thing, Go online to YouTube and find cute and funny animals and make yourself laugh. <laughs> <laughs> nothing.
2: I better. like that little dog. What's that little dog with the giant head, Boo? Have you ever seen him? No. Oh, I have to, you guys, everybody's got to go to Google Boo. You know, it's some little dog with a giant-shaped head, and he's so funny, and he's so cute. He's the cutest dog ever is what the thing says. <laughs> well, but I can't the- look at him and not laugh.
0: Right, and here's the other thing. Don't go and look at animal things where they've got epic fails. You do not want anyone having anything other than what is really positive. Now, Linda, you know how you were talking about people go and their bodies and they're not feeling great about it? Yeah. I'll be my own personal testimonial on this thing. I always had the world's biggest excuse of, I don't have time, right? Until I happened to be actually watching walking by a TV, and I saw an infomercial for what is called the 10-Minute Trainer. And I have to tell you, this stuff works. I have my office is, I mean, my home has three bedrooms in it, two are offices. And this is a 10-Minute Trainer. It's called Tony, Tony Horton's 10-Minute Trainer. You put that little DVD in, and it is 10 minutes, and you get a workout. I'm not kidding. Yes. The results I mean, I've already only been doing it for like two and a half weeks. Wow! And it's fabulous. And the thing that's even better about it, because I am seeing the results, and I have to tell you, I haven't reduced my glass of wine per day. Okay, <laughs> I haven't done. <laughs> I haven't done major dietary really changes. Over. No. <laughs> you know? it- you
3: don't have to because once you get your metabolism cranking, and the thing with exercise is consistency. You know, mm-hmm. some people, they'll exercise, you know, tw- three times in one week, and then they'll go another three weeks, and they'll, and they'll do it again. But if you just keep it on some sort of consistent level, the metabolism does crank because, you know, I go twice a week, um, and I have been for, like, 35 years to the gym, and it works. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, I, and I'm, I'm not – I mean, I love my ice cream, and I'll have ice cream, and I'll have trees, and I'll have pizza, and, you know, that stuff. But, you know, it, the metabolism is cranking, and that's,
0: you know, that's what you need. And also, I think if we tell ourselves how special we are that we don't need to eat crap food, yeah. okay? Yeah. Let's, so let's go back to the sex and the intimacy and dating after 40. If you want to see a hilarious article, I just happen to have seen it in uh, GQ magazine, and it's about men going oh, on. and dating. you know what, I'm going to
2: hold you off right okay? now. Because we have to go to commercial break, and it's just too delicious to. know uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't want to, to rush through, through to this.
0: Go, so. To go that fast, okay? okay. Yeah, we
2: don't want to rush through it, and we want to tantalize everybody to come back after the break. Uh, we're visiting today with Lou Paget. She's a Beck best-selling sex author her name is spelled l-o-u-p-a-g-e-t and you can add the dot com and find her by the same name when we come back from the break we're going to find out what lou has to share with us about sex intimacy love and what men have
1: to say We've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages.
5: This is for all you girls about 42. Tossing pennies into the fountain of youth. Are you ready to start rocking that woohoo? that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woohoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She is a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boohoo and turn it into woohoo. Get rebellious and get real. Get your
4: Are you happy with your life? Satisfied with the direction you're taking? More importantly, are you content with the results you're seeing? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join host Brian K. Wright as he talks to experts in many areas relating to life success, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity and much more each week we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life for more on brian and the show check out his website briankwright.com each week is a dose of inspiration so many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have success profiles radio is a show that will clearly demonstrate the principle if i can do it you can do it so don't miss this opportunity to take control of your life and your results Success Profiles Radio with Brian K. Wright. Mondays at 5 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network.
1: We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's some more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin.
2: This is for us. Ladies, this is Sandra Beck, I'm here with Linda Franklin, and our guest today is Lou Padgett. She is a best-selling sex author. For those of you that missed the first half of the show, I invite you to check out our website, PoweredUpTalkRadio.com. You can also go to iTunes under Powered Up Talk Radio, and you can go to our host station, Pogynet.com, for this and other broadcasts that we've had throughout the year. So, Lou... Bring yes,
0: it on. You've got some great information for us. Okay. First thing, when you're wanting to find out what men are looking at, ask men. Don't ask your girlfriend, okay? That's so simple and so straightforward. So now, ask a male friend who likes women. You don't want to get some guy who just wants to hit it and run with everybody online, Okay you're going to get the wrong info. I mean, my I have a friend of mine who was asking this one guy and she's being really candid about the things that she likes and one of the things happens to be she's an absolute Star Trek nerd and he goes, oh, don't put that in there. She goes, why? I I, That's what I do. You know, that's one of the things I like to do. He goes, oh, no, no, no. Well, that's because that would be a turnoff for him. Now, here's, I'll give you a little insight into how to understand men. First off, You have to like them, okay? If you are an angry woman and you're upset about what's happened to you in your life with men, I suggest you go through a little personality scrub. Put yourself through the personality car wash and come out the other side cleaning and sparkling new because nothing is scarier for men than a woman who is angry, and they can smell it from a mile and a half away, okay? The other thing, most men want a woman who has a kind heart, and who genuinely isn't needy, okay? The needy, um, I want to, you know, latch on to somebody, that is of very little appeal. Now, if you want someone who feels that they're the closet psychologist and they have to help every single wounded animal, you know, human um, coming along their way, that's okay too, but that's probably not who you want to build any kind of relationship with. To understand male mind, do the reverse. Put these shoes on your feet the way that men do when they read Cosmo. Men read Cosmo at college and at other times so they can figure out how women are thinking and the questions women ask. And the person who told me that was Kate White, who literally just retired as the editor of Cosmo. So go and get yourself the magazines of the demographic of the type of man you are interested in. So if you're interested in a jock, go and get Sports Illustrated. Go and get something that's the, the sport that, that, that you're interested in. If you ride motorbikes, go get bike magazines. If you are into golfing, get golf magazines. Here's the other reason, you know, and GQ, you like a guy who, you know, pulls himself together, has got the sort of the business thing going on? Get GQ. The reason I'm suggesting this is you want to have an awareness inside their mind of how information is being given to them. And the reason I recommend this is when I was writing my second book how to give her absolute pleasure which is in essence the my seminar for for men on what to do for women i realized hey i'm female i don't know how to write for men actually i didn't think i knew how to write for women either but that was another matter <laughs> and so what i did is i said look get go and buy all these magazines so i knew the male mind, and how to do the sentences, how to deliver the information the way they prefer to hear it. What I also learned is if you are with a man and you'd like to give him a little guidance on what might be something that you would enjoy, do not use a whole sentence such as, I really don't like that, or that has never worked for me, or um, "I I can't believe you're doing that. No, no, and uh, no. Let's go back to, remember we talked about doing the positive thing and coming out, you know, squeaky clean on the other side? Use one word to give them direction up, down, softer, lighter, oh, left, right. That will be heard as being, as giving direction versus if you are giving them a sentence, that may very well be heard as criticism. And when you're first with someone, you know, you you, want to make sure that you you do things that make them feel good, not that make them feel tentative and unsure. You're going to be unsure enough, okay? But if you do know your own body and you know the things that might work, that would be some of the suggestions is find out how men are thinking, read their magazines, read their blogs, and, again, nice guys, not guys who are, you know, have more of a hip-hop mentality sorry but you know fall asleep on that one
3: what What about being in the driver's seat because if if a woman knows her own body why mm-hmm. can't she just you know when you're in that you know in the sack why can't you just kind of, with not being bossy, and like you said, I like this, I like this, I like this. why do we always have to worry so much about what he's thinking or uh, I, pleasing him? Why, why can't it be about him pleasing us, and this is how you do it? I think men like the direction.
0: They absolutely like the direction. There's no question about that. What I'm saying is that if there is something, because most people go to what isn't working rather than what is. Mm-hmm. And, but I absolutely agree with you. If, if a woman says, ooh, can I get you to put your hand here and move his hand exactly where you want it to be? Or can I get, you know, let me just move to this position here. This is, you know, this is what my body likes. Then And if you say this is what my body likes, then it's not your mind, okay? Right. So it's your body responding. And you're not doing it based on what somebody else did.
3: Right. And I don't, I mean, if, if you've got a, a secure, confident man, uh, he's going to appreciate it. He's not going oh, yeah. he's to gonna feel diminished. Go, go, thank you. Yes.
0: Yeah, thank you. And, and that's the kind of man that you want in your bed. True. But here's the other thing. Sometimes, let's say someone only has orgasms with a vibrator. Because for the majority of women, the majority of women do not organ, orgasm with penetrative intercourse. And... A woman may feel, oh, dear, there must be something wrong with me because they get being, they're get be they constantly being given the message they're supposed to have an orgasm with penetrative intercourse. And that's a slightly more, you know, it's like this is the way that, you know, works best for me, you know, me and my, you know, special little friend. And for many men, if that's an issue, well, you know, there's not much you can do. You know, well, you know, men have been conditioned so
3: differently, especially the young men of today, because porn is so rampant. You know, rampant. And if they're looking at porn sites or porn movies, and 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 all they're doing is seeing the stup, 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 and then you know that drives the woman crazy, and they're going out and they can't so a lot of the young boys that i've been reading cannot even have an orgasm having sex with a woman because they need they they need to masturbate to be, have an orgasm because of of what they're seeing o- online
0: because of the intensity of what they're seeing mm-hmm. yeah and, and nothing, i mean that's, and that's, that's sad right and there isn't anything that's turning them on and, and linda i agree with you i mean we are So myself as, you know, certified sex educator, and, you know, I have five books that are, you know, 28 languages in 60 countries, and I have to tell you that anecdotally, more of what I am hearing, particularly college and um, younger men, they are, nothing's turning them on. Yeah. And then when they are physically with a woman or with a partner, they, it's like there's the the intensity isn't there, and I will tell you between that and some of the medications that they're taking, we are medicating people out of their ability to, A, be sexually connected and to, B, fall in love. And that, for me, is a really big problem. It
3: is, and it's a very sad problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there's another, you know, misnomer out there that women are the ones that don't like sex. You know, you get a woman gets married and all of a sudden her sex life is over. But I've been reading, because of my Real Cougar Woman blog, a lot of women write me and they say, I am very into sex. I want sex but my husband or my partner isn't giving me what I need.
0: You know, they're too tired.
3: They're busy. They have a headache. So it's the women that aren't getting the sex that they need.
0: Uh, I Again, I would concur with that because there are more women who are not getting the kind of loving that they like. Yes. And so here's what we do. I'm going to tell people how to energetically shift and change themselves so they can bring in that which they want. Okay? Please. So. Here's the thing. I talked about the GQ guide. This is the GQ's guide to dating online, and it has three guys who are basically from a comedy club. And what it does is it breaks it down to what the male minds might be thinking, what they're doing. And really, you know, the, it used to be that, you know, someone was kind of like slightly pervy if they were wanting to go online and find a date. That is no longer the case. I mean, heavens. I mean, that's the way the majority of people meet anyway. I mean, you meet people supposedly, you know, for business deals as a result of LinkedIn. But what I'll tell you is it still is a matter of who you have a relationship with and who you trust that will have you choose someone. So, for example, when you are looking online and you are open to, and here's the thing, most people when they go online for dating, they immediately slit their own throat by saying, oh, this is never going to work for me. And then they start looking. Well, Mm. that is just, I mean, you have to be dumber than a rock to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Because all you have done is shoot yourself in the foot. So instead of saying, you know, I'm going to meet, you know, my total prince, or whatever it is, or I'm going to meet, say, you know what, I'm going to meet some interesting people. That's all. Just have, I'm going to meet some interesting people. And then what I've seen happen, and I don't know if, you know, Sam and you, Linda, have seen this, is that when someone has the attitude of, I'm going to meet, you know, someone interesting, they don't meet the person on the dating site. They meet them in the grocery store. Yeah, they don't, they absolutely. Don't, yeah, they meet them they meet them at the gym. Yeah. They meet them somewhere other than there. But the reason is, I mean, whether you call it law of attraction, whether you call it intention, if you have the feeling that, you know, you're going to go, you're just meeting people, that's what the universe will do. The universe will take notice and go, okay, and here's the other thing. Oh, I've
2: got to cut you off again. we got to go to commercial break, so you guys better stick with us if you want to hear what the Lou Guru has to say about sex love and the other guys that we like. I know it's so much fun. Um, our guest today is Lou Padgett, and she is a best-selling sex author. I can't repeat how many books she sold. It's like gazillions, but all you have to do is go to any bookstore, go to Amazon, go to Barnes & Noble, walk in. There she is, but if you want to hear what she we have to say, you gotta come back after
1: the break. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. Shh,
5: listen something is brewing the beautiful business evolution is coming the way we do business is about to change for the better forever this is real business at its very best Where you matter and your business thrives every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the WooHoo Radio Network.
4: Get ready to learn and play with Mrs. A. Your host, Barbara Allison. Mondays at 11 a.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Did you know that kids are only 20% of the population, but they are 100% of the future? How are you preparing your child for that future? The years between the ages of zero and six are crucial for learning and development. Barbara Allison is a teacher, parent, and author on supporting children's early learning. Learning starts even before a child is born, and parents are children's first teacher. Join Mrs. A for ideas, tips, and suggestions for fun learning and play activities as she helps you support your child starting early is starting smart for more on mrs a her books the show and her blog check out her website 123kindergarten.com then come learn and play with mrs a with your host barbara allison mondays at 11 a.m central on the rockstar radio network
1: Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin.
2: Hey, ladies. this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and this is Powered Up Talk Radio, and we are talking about sex and men and love and all that good is stuff. <laughs> oh. Gosh, now Lou, you were teasing us before the break. You were about to give us some great bit of information. Do you want to share it?
0: And and now I have to go back and remember what I finished with. (laughs) I love live recordings, don't Uh, you? I mean, I was telling people look, you have to, oh, here we go. I've got it back again. When you are going out into the world, again, we talked, you know, that, you know, you might feel a little beaten up and you might feel like, oh, gee, I don't look like I did when I was 20. Who does? But what if you have the attitude that you're having a good time? It doesn't have to be that you're the, you know, woohoo, you know, whatever, you know, thanks to alcohol or, or something. But if you are out there enjoying yourself, that is one of the things that will make you stand out, because so very few people are going through life enjoying themselves, and just to give you an example, if you walk through an airport, which I do on a regular basis, if you look at people and you actually smile at them, they're kind of shocked, (laughs) and, you know, I'm not meaning to get anything from them, but also, we talked about spirit, you know, we talked about faith, we talked about those things that, you know, have you live longer and have you enjoy things more. I decided I was going to do this little exercise one time. Walking through the, you know, infamous airports that happened to be LAX, you know, my airport of choice. And what I did was I looked at every single person was related to me. I had the attitude of, you know, we all come from spirit, we all come from wherever And I'll tell you, you look at people very differently because what we have been programmed to do, particularly as women, is to be competitive and to make ourselves be separate. Well, what does that do other than keep us separate and keep us separate from the kind of relationships we want, right? No, absolutely. So if you are looking at someone not because they are, You're going to get something from them. But if it's like the only thing you do is just give them a smile and say, hey, have a great day, no one can do that other than you. And that, I will tell you, will change everything, that one behavior. And if you can make yourself that person who, now this is not about going around and going, hi, how are you, and being saccharine and not who you are because Lord knows I don't do that. <laughs> but what I will say is that it is something that you and you alone have the ability to make other people feel special, and really that's what most people want. Oh, absolutely.
3: I mean, it's, you know who does that? I mean, I, I've, I've not experienced it myself, but anybody that I've ever talked to that has met Bill Clinton, has said when he is talking to you, you, he, you are the only person in the room. He makes you feel so special. And people just love it. Even people that go in not liking him, that have an attitude, they come out saying, you know, he's, he's a pretty good guy. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the same way um, with us. If we give people a, a chance and if we do smile and if we, do, if we are open which is, you know, in New York, that's usually not the way we walk around.
0: Well, no, I mean, guarded. You, know, you know, I, you know, having lived in New York, it's, you know, you, you go from point A to point B, and it's not that you're impolite. It's just like you know where you're going.
3: Yeah, but it's very, very sexy to be open like that. You know, just was, to have that, you know, eye contact and and just that, like being interested in somebody else.
0: Right, and here's one thing I will tell you: most men. Think. And you know who told me this, Dan? It was U-Boat. Oh. oh.
2: <laughs> U-Boat. <laughs> I was u This is I our code name. I code for the men in Blue's life because these are men of high profile influence, and whatever they die, if they knew, i put them down in index cards. But
0: um, we had code <laughs> So, anyways, U-Boat is the one who said, what happens is that if a woman looks at a man and smiles, most men have the attitude, man, I'm in. And that may or may not be the case. But, you know, if a woman says, you know what, Um, hey, uh, have a lovely day, and um, you can always give a straightforward answer of, you know, my husband and I or my boyfriend and I, that immediately, if the man is of quality, that will be like a stop. But what you want, I'm going back to the thing, of most people want to be loved, that's what we're on this planet to do. Let me just cut to the chase. Yeah. And most of us, really, we want someone who is in our lives who wants to be with us and thinks we're terrific. That's right. And the only way, and here's another thing. that. Now, and Sam and I have had this conversation because when you are a woman who has your own thing going on and, you know, you have to take care of everything, truly, this is the thing that I tell women all the time. Look, you're a beginner in this. You're learning how to do this. You're learning how to be in a type of relationship that you haven't been in before. So don't bring the steamer trunks of the old baggage. You are doing carry-on luggage only one piece period mm, okay the next thing is that when you are meeting these new people you have to have a place for them to make contribution to you because if they don't feel they can make contribution now i'm talking whether it is woman or a man you know so whether you're straight gay or or whichever your you know preferences if someone does not feel they can make a contribution they don't show up
3: so, That's right. And so, I think so many women today, because they're so independent, that they don't, they don't leave that, that leeway for the man to, to come in and make you feel special because we're so busy
0: doing it ourselves. Correct. And then what you don't, and, that, and here's the thing, they may do it differently than you might, but here's the deal. They are doing it. <laughs> yes, they're trying. So, they're so, and so here's the thing, zip it. Don't make comments. And I literally had a conversation with a woman, and I was—I do speaking presentations all over the world, and one of the first I ever did was for a group called the Women of YPO, Young Presidents Organization. So these literally are the women who are heading up corporations and businesses worldwide. Yeah. And when there is a woman who is, a mother or in a relationship and she's running a business, let's be really candid. She has two if not three jobs. And men, do not, men are not expected to have as much you know, connection and, and dealing with the family as a woman might. Now, I use an example of a woman who she was the head of a huge block for a major worldwide corporation on the East Coast major health organization, and they had children. Her husband, was he was the at-home parent. They wanted to raise their children within their family, not someone else. So here's what she did, and I thought this was brilliant. She said, the minute I crossed through that door, that was his domain. And she said, I had to learn to not say anything about the laundry, not say anything about how he'd done the grocery shopping, not say anything about this where I felt I could, you know, just make a comment because I was female. This was now his world. And she had to learn, they had to learn that dynamic so that they could keep the balance between the two of them. They both wanted to parent, but... And I had this conversation with a woman on Sunday, and she said she was with her husband, and she is, you know, he's at home schooling their son. He's, you know, that's what he does. And she started telling him how to drive to the grocery store, how to go down the aisles, and finally he turned and looked at her and said, this is my store. Yeah. And but that was something, I said, you know, we do step on their toes, and... I have had to, you know, do the same thing. It's like, whoop, because my partner does the majority of the grocery shopping. I don't. Well,
3: aren't you the lucky one?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I am. I am. And you know what? Does he cook as well? He learns. Yeah. Okay. But but we have house rules. (laughs) And the house rules are whoever cooks, the other person does the dishes. Okay. Another house rule is whoever invites. The other per- you know, whoever invites, you do the cooking, you know. Like, so don't invite a bunch of people and expect me to do the work. And we just made the things be, you don't, walk, you don't make more work for the other person. No, you consider it that. I mean, that goes right. a long way. But there's also, people have to know that when men walk through a room, they don't see all the things that women see. Women see all the things that need to be done. Men don't see any of them. Mm. and I thought he was making it up. I swear, I was like this, how can you not see this? And he literally, you know, he'd be like a deer in the headlights. He'd be like this, honey, I don't see it. And And we see everything, and that's what drives us crazy, right? Right, and we do see everything, which is, that's a good thing. We do see everything, which is how we keep ourselves and our family and our children and our pets and everybody else safe. What well, mean, and you
2: know what I think about that? I'm just going to interject right now. <laughs> if they can't see that you just rearranged the whole living room, vacuumed from top to bottom, picked up all the clothes, how are they going to notice
0: cellulite? That's a very good point. Very good point. And, you know, here's the other thing. You can always let someone know, oh, by the way, I, I think that the, this area looks really lovely now that it's all tidied. I like to get kudos for having tidied up my place. So I flat out tell him. I said, "Look, do you see that all of this that's been done?" And then I feel much better. <laughs> I am not above asking for my kudos. Well, I think I got to ask for more
3: kudos. That's what I need to do.
0: <laughs> and it's just a simple matter. Of, Doesn't this look fabulous? And most men will go, "Uh huh." And here's the other thing: <laughs> if you know what kind of flowers you want, stick to one color. Don't confuse them. <laughs> Don't, if you've always been getting yellow roses, don't all of a sudden look at them go like this. What? There's no pink? I know. They're such simple creatures. If we just treated them like that, they'd be so much happier. And, and you know, even if it's it just i got to take
2: us out of the show, girls. We're okay. going to have back, Lou. We could go on for hours and hours. <laughs> Our guest today has been Lou Padgett. Oh, check her out fantastic. at loupadgett.com. Linda, we have so much fun together. It is so much fun to have Lou on here. I feel like I've had just the best girl chat ever. Um, again, check out loupadgett.com.